Hey, buddy. Yo. A little surprise. Uh, didn't think we were going to do an episode. and Here we are. Here we are. On a <laughs> Yet fri- again. On a Friday evening in glorious Wenatchee, Washington. Uh, we're a little behind because we didn't do uh, one earlier in the week, but you were sick, and and then I was sick, and I'm still super congested, so I apologize. It's going around, man. It is. It's like it's that time of year or something. Take vitamins. A, vitamin C. Get your flu shots. Yeah. Elderberry. You ever do elderberry? <laughs> <laughs> that stuff works, man. Mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. <laughs> uh, yeah. Take your vitamins because it helps, I think. I just drink a lot of tea. I'm fine. Your team already played a yes, game. Yes, they did. So you have two to talk about. I, I haven't yet. I don't even remember what happened in my game. I think they won. But uh, I do believe they did win. Oh, well, we'll find out. We'll talk. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Common Ground Football Podcast. Episode 44. I, I want to, every time I see football lately, I want to say foosball because I've, I've watched Waterboy like twice in the last week. That came out like 20 years ago already. Has it been that long? I believe it it's, came out in 98. That, that film, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, that film still holds up though. Like I, I've, I, I literally, I mean, it's stupid Adam Sandler, but I literally have watched it twice in the last week because there's been nothing else on and when you have a new baby you're awake all the time and instead of watching law and order criminal intent all night like i did for the first child i'm kind of just browsing and i'm like oh water boy on again i guess i'll watch that i would have helped daddy but i was just a baby inside mama's tummy <laughs> he died it is a stupid stupid movie but that's okay it's fun i don't know where i am one of those ones that apparently you can quote over and over again look at that <laughs> Uh, yeah, so episode 44, week 13 is here. Those um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Did he tell you about his little bedtime problem? Those <laughs> that's his sheets back there. sheets back there. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to go hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> I like stinky feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is episode 44. It's week 13. Uh, it's weird because we're doing this on a Friday. Although, I'll tell you what. With all the new, everything that's happening in the NFL right now, everything that just happened today with just one big story yep. that we'll talk about, uh, Fridays are kind of fun. Maybe we should start doing two shows a week. <laughs> we have no, all the time in the world. Yeah. So we could do our normal Tuesday, and then we could do like a Friday to get ready. We could do our recaps on Tuesdays and our previews on Fridays. Shorter episodes. Might be something to think about. If somebody would actually respond and, and ask for that, then maybe we'd consider it. One of our 15 listeners, if you could actually jump in there and, and <laughs> say that, that'd be great. Um, yeah, so bear with me on the uh, nasal congestion, although I, in my head I sound fine, but I'm sure that's wrong. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a weird episode because we're going to talk very briefly about week 12 because it's way in the past already. Week 13 has already started. In fact, we had a hell of a game to watch last night. I, even as a non-Dallas Cowboy fan, um, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm glad there were no cameras on me because I'm here to admit, and my wife can back me up on this. My three-year-old can back me up on this. He asked, Daddy, who are we rooting for? And I said, well, son. Well, son. <laughs> come here. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we're rooting for those there saints. 
But what was funny is I caught myself actually cheering for your stupid freaking team. You were cheering for your boy. More Vander Esch? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, I was. Defensive rookie of the year, I tell you what. Uh, I found myself actually like getting more excited for the things that were happening with the Cowboys than I did with the Saints, and it was embarrassing. I'm ashamed of myself. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever forget myself, really, when it comes down to it, but it was fun. But you can't wash that off. It stays. No, it, I think it's on me forever. Yeah. So uh, Misty was talking divorce. It was weird. <laughs> um, that game, that game, and I'll we'll get into it. But I, that game to me was more exciting than the LA KC game. Well, it was totally different. Totally different. Two completely different style of games. And and highest you, and an aggressive when you watch, see an aggressive defense like that all over the field. That's I mean. Well, and that, all for that. And that was the big argument after that, that Monday night game. <clears throat> that was the big argument that the people that didn't like it, that was their thing. They're like, well, great. We saw a bunch of, of high-powered offense. We saw two. Slug it back yeah. and forth with no defense. How is that exciting? And I had a lot of fun watching that game. However, you're right. All of a sudden, you see a game like last night, Thursday night football, which, of course, I noticed today was the highest-rated Thursday night football game ever. Uh, go shocker fi- go figure with you had america's team and then you had what i still think is the best team in the nfc the saints despite them losing you will um well with that game last night and the ratings that that brought that brought in um they may flex the um the cowboys colts game to sunday night football i could see them doing that i could see that what oh <laughs> um I put that on just to distract you. <laughs> I, I see that. We have Letterkenny on in the background, and uh, we have mentioned it before, I think on this podcast and on our other one as well. Um, but if you have not watched Letterkenny, for the love of God, listen to us first, finish this episode, and then go on Hulu and find it. Um, it was actually, and then tonight uh, was the Pac-12 yep. championship. Yep. This is not a college football podcast Huskies at all. Won. Huskies won. Pac-Tel champs. I'm a Cougars fan, so uh, it hurts. But at the same time, you had another example of a game where there was not one. There wasn't an offensive touchdown scored. It was all about defense. But that doesn't make the game not entertaining. The game was actually super amazing to watch. And you had and the Huskies defense ended up, you know, getting the pick six, and that was the difference in the game. But I think we forget. I heard a lot of talk this week about how is the cliche uh, defense wins championships. Is that dead? I heard that on some sports show this week. And I thought that was a weird thing to, to say because in the end, it's still, I don't think it's dead. No, I think that you still have, I think that we're going to see in the playoffs, especially you're going to see the Rams are going to struggle. And we saw the saints who we, you know, everyone said was the most complete team in the, in the the league kind of struggle. We'll take it back, and I hate to admit it, but look at what the best defense in 2012 did against the best offense in the Super Bowl. Aw. Well, I mean, there you have it. You can go ahead and say the teams. No, that's okay. It was actually 2013, but it's cool. It was from the 2012 season, though. No, it wasn't. It was 2013 season. It was ancient history. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> I still remember it like it was yesterday, especially the Super Bowl after that one. <laughs> uh, but oh, well, take this though: uh, when Denver ended up going back and winning and winning Peyton Manning's last season, 
They didn't win that Super Bowl because of Peyton Manning. Nope. <laughs> that was all their defense. Yep. Uh, so it still wins championships. And even though you've got a couple of teams this year, and we're going to talk about one that just got completely changed today, um, defense still matters. And in the playoffs, you're going to see why. Yep. But, so how do you want to do this? I, I Literally, uh, with my game, it was it, – don't talk about ancient history. It feels <laughs> like it was forever ago. Uh, what do you want to do? Well, so I'll quickly touch on – obviously, Dallas played a game on Thanksgiving – they sure did uh, while I was eating that was a, stuffing. That was a big game against Washington. Um, Huge. Dallas. If, if Dallas was able to pull off that win, they were going to pull into a tie of uh, uh, first place in the NFC East with a struggling Redskins team, obviously now with uh, Alex Smith out. Um, back to the basics as far as that game goes with the um, getting back to the running game. Zeke had another big day in that game. I, I think he had around 140, 150 yards again. Um, the defense played as they've been on their ascension. Um, but Dallas was able to get that win on Thanksgiving. That was a big one. Obviously, the big, big one was... well that So that game was big because that kind of set Dallas up if they were to lose to New Orleans uh, last night or Thursday night, they would still be okay and still kind of control their own destiny going forward. Um, and obviously, just about everybody wrote them off for the game against New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans, oh, everybody. New Orleans has had, as far as their offense goes, the probably one of the greatest seasons so far that an offense could have. I mean, and even over like the last four or five games, I think they've averaged over 40 points a game. Um, I mean, they've just been a, just a machine and just, and doesn't matter if it was at home or away. I mean, they've just been lighting people up. Um, when I, I th- thought I looked, we looked a little bit at it, uh, at our episode, our last episode, but I, maybe it was just all in my head that happens. It does. Um, but I was, when I was looking through New Orleans, like last four or five games, I didn't really see a, in my opinion, a defense that was as good as Dallas's is, or that has the kind of players that Dallas has. And I thought that New Orleans was going to struggle against Dallas's defense. And then sure shit, we saw what happened. Um, I was expecting Dallas's defense to be, uh, put up a little bit tough, more, you know, little bit tougher of a test for new orleans what they did last night i never would have thought that that was what they were going to do and i mean it started obviously um with new orleans first drive i mean three and out and then again three and out and it stretched into okay the first quarter they haven't done anything and they haven't scored uh scored any points and then it moved to the second quarter, uh, again, New Orleans couldn't get anything going, didn't score any points. And going into the half, I mean, Dallas was only up 13, 13 nothing, but still, you're sitting there and it's okay. Um, Dallas's defense has just held New Orleans to, I think it was, I don't know, 70 yards or 59 yards, something like that, in the, in the first half. It was nuts. Well, and if you th- if you would have told me that uh, Drew Brees was going to have a game where only threw for 127 yards and one single touchdown and one interception, 
I would have been like, you're even against Dallas because I, I, I think that you had a, a, a coming out party when it com- when it came to national attention yep. to what Dallas's defense has done this season because you've talked about it a ton how they are absolutely the highlight, but nationally I don't think that that was known and I listened to we've talked I've said before I listen to ESPN radio and Fox Sports radio all day in my job and all of a sudden leading up to this game and then today it was the 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 conversation completely changed and all of a sudden now it's it's actually talking about Dallas as a as a contender and then all of everyone's just like oh my god the defense is really good and and it's like well they've actually they, been pretty they have good. Been. they've been pretty good all season where yeah. you been and like i said i mean Kamara only had 36 yards and he and uh, the, the, <laughs> Norland's entire offense just did not they didn't look they've looked like Dallas's offenses has looked you know earlier this year just completely out of sync couldn't get anything going just kind of looked lost um which I mean is obviously it's rare for a New Orleans team to to look like that and and, I, and Dallas's defense I mean they 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 held them to like their lowest yard yardage total in I don't know how many years their lowest points total I mean it was it Breeze's worst game that he's had as a Saint um, but I mean you you got to give it to the the two the two main obviously well there's three but those two guys at linebacker are um definitely something special and it's so much fun to watch Jalen and Layton just all over the field doesn't matter where the ball is going or they're always right there around the ball and it's so much fun to watch and um definitely you know like you said having that coming out party last night now um, Vanderesh is definitely in the running for uh, defensive rookie of the year. Has to be. I mean, you know, the big name has been Duran James, and everybody knows who he is. Obviously, with all the pre-draft talk and you know all that Should business. Be a Seahawk, but whatever. Um, but I mean, I you could say that Vanderesh, maybe Penny, but Vanderesh for sure was that name where everybody was like, okay, huh. dope, cool, and he cool, looked cool. He, Dallas reached for another player. That dude looks like he genuinely just has fun playing the game of football. Well, and the, and the thing, nuts. the thing that you you keep hearing is um, he's still learning. Well, they're all learning, but he's still learning how to play the position. He's still growing into his frame because he's still just a he's still a pretty lanky guy. Yep, and um, he's only twenty one. <laughs> so, and Jalen Smith's twenty two. So that. Um, if that core is able to stay together with, uh, you know, along with Byron Jones, who's probably been the top uh, cover corner this year, and uh, Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, it's a really good core of uh, uh, defenders. But um, no, seeing just when the game ended, obviously there was still a little bit of, and we'll talk about the offense, but there was still a little bit of like, I'm not going to feel comfortable because it's still Drew Brees. I mean, yeah, New Orleans has not done anything, but you know, in an instant, we know what they can do. Um, but once the once Dallas finally, you know, did their uh, oh shit, I'm drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> the victory formation and the clock was zero. It's like whew. was my uh, was my my gift that I posted was that accurate? When I said this is Andrew right now, and it was Ace Ventura, 
um, dancing with his tutu on in the. Uh, it, it was close. Yeah, I, I'm like, this has got to be Andrew right now. Just because there was points in that game where, I, or I wanted to be, I wanted to post something like when something bad would happen, or like when Dak the fumble. the fumbles, Dak and his fumbles. Good God. Yep. And I, but I'm and I wanted to post something like, well, see, this is why I'm not allowed to watch the games with him because uh, I can guarantee you right now he is not a, a happy camper. And it's probably very hostile, and <laughs> I can just visualize it right now. But at the end, I I it's all, I could almost feel your like sigh of like relief. So, but so when, when once the once the game was over, it was just like immediately like, what did that defense just do? I mean that, and I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. Bringing on Chris Richard has completely changed that defense, and that defense is playing unlike anything that I've seen probably since I've been watching the Cowboys. I mean, last night's last night's game was just, I mean, it was incredible to watch. Well, here, look at what they've done, the Saints have done leading into that game. Just with their win streak, you brought up who they played. Let's, it doesn't even matter who they played, but look at the amount of points that they scored. So they only put up 21 against the Browns, but, I mean, you know, come on. But then they went 43 on the Falcons, 33 on the Giants, 43 on the Redskins, 24 on the Ravens, 30 on the Vikings. Vikings was supposed to be the be- one of the best defenses in the NFL this mm-hmm. year. They've been disappointing. They outscored the Rams. They're the only really team that's been able to really do that. 45 points on them, 51 points on the Bengals. 40, You're welcome, Rams fan. 48 on the uh, Eagles, 31 on the Falcons again, and that was leading into the to your game, and it was like for them to only score 10 points. They got dominated. It was insane. Yep. Got whooped. Um, but it's turning turning over and going over back to the offense. Um, as good as obviously the defense played. Um, when you look at the other side, the offense still. I mean, they've come come along these past two or three weeks with Cooper, but um, Coop. but seeing um, the struggles in the red zone again last night was i mean that that game as much as dallas's defense dominated new orleans that game should have been you know 24 10 and that's what i was thinking 27 10 you you guys could have beat them by so much more just and you it was almost like a the seahawks of the last couple years where you would get to the red zone and you get just three points just lay i mean just field goals great and i and i said that because you guys your first drive looked great yep and then but you only got three points out of it. And yep. I and I, I looked at, at the wife and I'm like, oh, at that point, you had no idea what you were about to see in your defense. But right. I was like, they can't be doing that all game. No, nope. they t- field goals are not going to beat Drew Brees. No. Nope. And they did. Um, <laughs> obviously, Zeke was the workhorse that he that he is. I mean, I, even only getting 70 something yards, he still was the man. 70 something. But I think he had another 55 or 60 receiving uh, with the touchdown. Oh, his total yards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, he did his job, um, that, uh, offensive line missing, you know, the left side of that line. Well, technically there's only what two, uh, two starters, um, Zach Martin and Lyle Collins. Obviously you got Travis Frederick out, um, Connor Williams was out and obviously Tyron Smith couldn't go. So you had three, well, I'll count, count Looney out cause he's been playing all year long, but You've got uh, Xavier Suafilo and uh, uh, Cam Fleming playing on that left side. The offensive line played well, and 
I think that's another kind of nod to Mark Colombo and the job that he's done. Quite the difference. But again, um, the red zone struggles and obviously, um, some of it is his doing, but Dak holding on the ball too long, taking sacks, not throwing the ball away. And then, um, you have the fumbles. He leads the league in sacks and he leads the league in fumbles. Um, some of it was play calling, though. Like I felt your pain. The, there was there, not even in the, not necessarily red zone all the time, but there was some. It's like a third and thirteen or something. It was a third and long, and the play call. I, I was one on Twitter that just was like just one of many that were like, "Really? That's what you called?" But yeah, it was just a probably what a four 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 yeah. or five yard just dump off pass yeah. and made no sense get. whatsoever. Yeah. At least do what you know Bevel did and what Schottenheimer does, which just run up the middle, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to give up, just do that. But, good point. Um, but yeah, those, those struggles in the pocket are, I mean, I think, and I think that's just, I think that's who he is as a player. And you, he does a lot of good and he does a lot of bad. I mean, that's just kind of where he's at right now. I mean, we'll, we'll see, you know, as he progresses, I mean, in in my opinion, I don't think a, a quarterback ever stops progressing. I think they, if they want to be good, or if they want to have a long career, I think they're always trying to get better. I mean, you saw it. I mean, I'm not comparing the two, but you saw it with Romo. I mean, Romo, um, you know, took over in '06, but he wasn't really a polished quarterback until you know '14, '15. So we'll see. I feel like I'd rather take the sacks or the fumbles. The fumbles is what's scary. That has got to get under control. Yep. I mean, yeah, the whole he does the same thing Russell does: hold on the ball too long to, and take the sack instead mm-hmm. of just throwing it away. Yep. And and sometimes it works for him when he holds the ball and he's he tries to escape. I mean, we saw it against the uh, um, was it the I can't remember if it was a Philly game or if it was the Washington game where he it, they looked like they were going to have him for a sack, but he was able to break away and and throw it for a first down. Um, Last night you saw. Well, actually, last night's was a design run, but that run uh, towards the end of the game when he picked up the first down. Oh, it's awesome! After bowling over a couple of their players, um, I mean that's that's kind of what that's didn't what you, he wants to do. Didn't you fumble on like the next play though, or was there was a point in the game where you there saw was it? there was a couple plays later where um, you saw the because they they mentioned yep. you saw the best and then you saw the worst yep. right there. Yep, yeah, that first down run was awesome. Some quarterbacks would have just slid because they just don't want to get hit. And he, he, you could tell he was going for that first down. That's what he was doing. Yep. No, it was, I mean, you definitely saw, definitely saw both sides. And then obviously the, the miss, um, on the, uh, long oh, ball to Michael Gallup. I mean, Gallup had a step on his guy. Um, it's just, it's one of those ones that you, you've got to hit. It's like Russell throwing a dub ball right there. It's what a weird, <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Um, but again, though, with uh, um, you know the emergence of Cooper, Cooper was targeted eight times. I think he had eight catches. So there's definitely some yes. trust and rapport there with uh, Dak and Cooper, which is awesome. Um, Didn't I read their third down? Uh, per, their conversion percentage just has gone way up. Yes, just since getting Cooper. Yes, I I, I think Dallas was in the 30s, the low 30s, and I think they're up to probably low 40s now. <laughs> Thanks, Oakland. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, thanks, Oakland. You made uh, Chicago a uh, pretty good team, and you're making Dallas a pretty good team. They should get an award. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the as as great as a, a win and um, a defensive game it was for Dallas. Still, those the the red zone is a little worrisome because once you get into December, especially when you get into the playoffs, you can't struggle in the red zone. Unless you're, unless you're going to hold teams to 10 points or less, you know, every week, which I don't see that happening. But you could. I mean, you could. I mean, you held the best offense in the league to 10, but still, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Wishful thinking. But back to, and just want to touch on it, just because it's so, I'm just smitten, and I think <laughs> I think I want that for Christmas, but... It's so much fun watching Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh. It is. <laughs> I, you know it. You mentioned it. Like you're watching your boy. It's like damn right I was. And well, Vanderesh is it, the man. And I know it's cheesy, and but every just whatever. Now I mean, if, did you notice what they started to do when he when he would make a like a tackle for loss or whatever? He's leading the league by in tackles, by the way. Um, well, he had another 48. Yeah, he had another 48, and Jalen had 45. So that's right. It was really close. <laughs> uh, um, but when he makes a big play, they they I don't know if you heard it, but they play a wolf um, oh, in the stadium. And then, and then he started doing the – yeah. I think those little small things as, as you know corny or cheesy as they may be, when you're at the game and or you're on the team and you're on the sidelines or you're on the field and you you hear that and you see that player doing that after making a big play i mean that's got to give them just that little bit of extra how on earth does he not have any sacks they don't use him they don't use him for they don't do any um, blitz packages no they don't him use him for blitzing they use jalen for that he's got 102 tackles on the season mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just that's uh and i think i think uh 70 so, uh, either high 70s or mid 80s solo tackles that's just insane yeah, he's just a machine he's a tackling fool he's tackling <laughs> fool <laughs> um he's not leading the league though is he tied he's uh no you got uh leonard from indianapolis he's got 114 van der Esch at 102 so he's number two so he's got close. Two, two picks though he does have two picks he does have two picks but uh, for a first-year guy, yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah. Amazing. I'll, I'll uh, gladly take that. Um, to compare, uh, the closest Seahawk, <laughs> uh, my boy, you know, B-Wags, uh, he's got 87, which is nothing to be ashamed of. That's amazing. He's Bobby Wagner is a great player. Uh, but, Yeah. He uh, eighty seven versus one hundred two. Smith did eighty seven same but, as Bobby Wagner. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, they they use Jalen for those blitz uh, packages. He's far. Well, maybe not far, but he's he's definitely quicker and faster. Um, there's something else. Oh, uh, oh, obviously. So the big the big obviously. play. <clears throat> Excuse me. Obviously, the big play at the end was Jordan Lewis coming yes. up with the interception, and he almost had one in the first quarter. Um, and it, actually, I think it was like almost the same play. Breeze was trying to dump it to to Kamara, I think, the first time, and Lewis was right there, but he he wasn't able to get it. Um, Lewis was able to get it at the end. But the thing with Lewis is 
and it he played a lot last year and then when chris richard came in obviously richard likes his he has his style of cornerback that he likes byron jones fits that model to a t um jordan lewis is a little bit smaller of a guy and he really has not had a lot of playing time this year i mean they've gone so far as to put him on uh um kickoff returns and they put him in on offense every once in a while to either draw you know a sweep or or he'll actually take the sweep um but defensively i think i think he only had seven or eight plays two of those were well one of them being an interception the other one being almost interception and then um uh, a couple pass breakups and there's a big calling out there to play Lewis more, especially playing him, you know, maybe over Anthony Brown, who has made some plays but has also struggled as well. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what they, if they continue to just kind of go down this route of kind of sparingly putting in Lewis, or if they maybe move him into a little bit more of a um, starter role, or if he just has an overall bigger contribution. But I mean, when he's on the field, he's, he's making plays. So. If that's the biggest issue, though, I'm okay with that. You're 7-5, and uh, you're leading your division. And now, and I will say, and mostly because you know me as well, but uh, my Cowboys fandom of, or lack of fandom for the other fans, it's days like today where I can't stand the majority of cowboys fans. here he goes to alienate because alienate all you that listen to oh yeah show. oh yeah <laughs> i mean i understand i understand being happy and celebrating blah, blah blah but some of the some of the shit that i see that gets posted or gets are just i it just drives me crazy i hate it so much <laughs> except for all you listening you guys are all great oh yeah you guys are perfect yeah. obviously you're listening to uh, us yeah so there's no problem there but still it's like god like what what, what, what what'd you see that was just ridiculous oh you know the dynasty's back oh, there's none calm down Buh. Buh. Yeah, just, <laughs> all just all of that business like you know what you beat a good team a very good team um when no one else picked you but you know what you have a game um in 10 days in 10 days you have another game that you need to win and then you have another one after that, and another one after that, and another one after that, and then hopefully more after you get that. in, and then you have three more, hopefully, yeah, to go through. Isn't it crazy that in the end, not in the end, but we could end up facing each other in the playoffs? Yeah, and I think that would be a very good game. That would be fun. Uh, I mean, it that would, be, would be, I, that game be is sad for your season to end there, but you know. That's what I have to say to that. That that <laughs> game, if that were to come down to that, that game would be absolutely nothing like the first one. No, it wouldn't be. And and you're, Dallas is a totally different team now. It's so, and Seattle is as well. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, sure, sure. maybe. <laughs> um, it would be interesting if that came on came down to like that. I heard that the other day. They were talking about how uh, it would be funny, and I too think that would be well, it would just be. For this podcast in general, just well, be, I mean, it'd be, it'd be perfect. Okay, if you want to get if you want to get crazy, I mean, there's still a scenario out there where Dallas can be the number one seed. Okay, well, that's getting a little bit overboard. Or I'm sorry, maybe not number uh, number two. Get, seed. I was gonna say they can't get number one. You're not gonna, you know, that's gonna be the Rams. Oh, it's gonna be the Saints. Could be one or two. All depends. 
think the Rams pretty much have that locked up, don't they? With the Saints, losing. yeah. If the, if if New Orleans was to completely crumble and everyone else kind of just kept, yeah. you know, um, what was that term they say? You know, like they're a bunch of like lobsters in a can. Everyone's trying to just drag each lobsters other down. Lobsters in a can, something like that, <laughs> some BS like that, whatever. <laughs> I don't. Think I said I, Joe Montana. I don't think I've ever heard the lobsters in a can. <laughs> Why do you got lobsters in a can? Lobsters, seems, well, not a can. Seems lobsters in, in a in a barrel. Seems, seems in, I think that's correct. Lobsters in a barrel. They're always dragging each other down. Inhumane to put a bunch of lobsters in a can. Put them in a can. <laughs> um, whatever. Take care of business. On to Philadelphia. I'm so pumped for the Philadelphia game. Uh, I hate Philly. Well, you hate Philly, so of course you're just you're all for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if I ever told you. And actually, there is one uh, question that was asked. Uh, prior to the last episode that obviously we didn't record, but um, there is one question that uh, we need to answer. But um, a <laughs> few weeks back, or yeah, a few weeks back, my dad asked me, he goes, Seattle's uni's the ugliest in the league. Oh, bleep off. <laughs> and I said, no. Oh, thank you. It's Philly. Oh, of course. <laughs> Seattle is second. <laughs> Seattle's are the, this uniform right here that I'm literally I'm wearing right God, now. I hate that jersey so much. Why? Don't if you say because of the number. Shut, it's shut. the number. Okay, well, here's the thing. Buy a real jersey. Well, no, but see, here's the problem with that. I would love to buy a real jersey, but the players that I've wanted no, to buy. In no, the, buy, no, buy your own personalized. Oh, I, I'll probably do that. But you I, ain't going to leave the team. No. Well. Ask me if I'm going to leave the Mariners uh, anytime soon. That'd be a whole different story. Fire sale. Oh my god! If you're a Mariners fan out there, I'm. I'm. I feel your pain. I trust me. Wow. Uh, anyway, uh, the in the pat in the last few seasons, the ones that I've thought about getting, they're not longer on the team. <laughs> so I worry about that owning a jersey and that player not being there anymore. Everyone out, uh, Seahawks fans out there with Jimmy Graham jerseys, how are you feeling? You know, or Percy Harvin, or you know, like my my three year old, his jersey is is Sherman, and yeah, Sherman, you know, he's a great, he'll always be a great Seahawk, and I'm gonna talk about him in a little bit. But um, my other jersey is Marshawn Lynch, and yeah, those were great. So they're not like like Jimmy Graham, just throw that away. Those, you know, Sherman and Lynch, you keep that, and those are those are important. But I don't want to wear a jersey. I never wear the Lynch one because he's not a Seahawk anymore, and it feels weird. So I wear the 12 because like, this is always going to be. <laughs> but we're not talking about the 12. We're talking about the color. And the navy blue kicks ass, man. You're, I'll tell you what, though. Your, your uh, color rush, your Thursday night, la- last night, sharp. I, uh, the day that those were released, I, I bought uh, the wife and I one. That's, those are sharp. Yeah. Uh, the first outing in those was not good. Well, you can ignore that. But, I mean, the, the uniforms themselves, yes. sharp. Maybe your dad was talking about the the lime green uniforms because no, nope, it was you, those ones. Ugh, it's a navy blue. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's universally hated. the The action green, as they call it. Uh, everyone, I like the action green. Everyone hates those uniforms. And I like the wolf grays. I like the wolf grays. I my Lynch jersey is the action green, which I love. But there's plenty of Seahawk fans who hate them. You know what? F them. Yeah, you know what? You're right. F them. <laughs> Get, your, get yourself a personalized jersey. I want to get. I told you I'm going to get a Dixon jersey because oh, there you go. Uh, special teams player of the month. I think was the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the week was my my field goal kicker. Vander Esch was defensive rookie of the month. Well, as he should be. I mean, he should get every award ever. Tacton fool because he's the man. 
So that's a great show. <laughs> uh, anything else on your Cowboys? Um, I don't believe so. What happened? Beasley, is he hurt? Uh, they said it's a little bit of a foot sprain, not an ankle sprain, but a Looked foot icky. sprain. Oh, well, speaking of Beasley, so obviously. What happened to him? Uh, well, maybe this will lead us into a little bit different of a direction and more of just kind of general, but I do absolutely agree. The officiating in that game last Ugh. night was awful. It was horrible. Ugh. There was bad calls on both teams and there was missed calls on both teams and they were, I mean, it was all bad. I f- and and I think this was another quote unquote all-star group. Well, Pereira on the broadcast, he, he said that this was the NFL's most veteran seasoned crew that was on that game and they didn't show it <laughs> no it was bad it was awful there was call there were bad calls on, on both sides that missed um, face mask on Dak it was like yeah that was a bad one and then the re- play right after that they called yep. and it was almost like it was just as it was bad yep but it was like is that a makeup right. call because how do you miss I mean when he when he got up his chin strap was up <laughs> like his whole helmet was up and it was like how do you yeah how do you miss that? And then you had the um, the offsides call on Randy Gregory, which he was not offsides. Nope. I mean, sorry, Michael Bennett lines up way more offsides Bennett every li- down. Bennett lines up on the offensive line every I mean, every game. I mean, I mean, it was <laughs> awful, awful call, and I felt I felt bad for him because that was just kind of like that, um, you know, one two, you know, because obviously he had the the running into the in the kicker, which. Yeah, people calling for him to get I mean, he, him to get cut before I mean, the game was over. It, well, those are the fans that I can't stand. Um, he was trying to. He's not normally on punt coverage, and he was trying. He was trying to make a play, and he leapt over the guy, and he was he was already going down. You know. Oh, the running into the kicker. Yeah, I don't even. I hated that. I mean, call. shit happens. Stupid shit happens. The offsides, though, he was absolutely not offsides, and they didn't throw that flag until the ball was already out, and people were scrambling for it. Then they decided to throw a flag. Um. If a defensive player is lined up offsides, why isn't the place? I thought the play was supposed to be blown dead. Right there. Sometimes. But anyways. Um, no, the officiating was, was horrible. It was God awful. awful. Caught awful. But the 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 call, um, so when Beasley, you know, quote unquote, picked up the first down, he didn't. He was way short. <laughs> but still, the officiating crew needs to call that correctly. But at the same time, for the Saints fans that were all pissed off and mad, sorry, Sean Payton used both challenges in the first half. Oh, it benefited the Cowboys tremendously by Sean Payton blowing those two challenges. Yep, yep. And as I, quickly as he did. And for some, I mean, for some reason, even he just seemed. Because usually, you know, I've I've watched quite a few Saints games, and usually they they all seem just very cool, and they don't get. And don't get too high, don't get too low. They're just, you know, smooth. And at the end of the first quarter, they, they he looked kind of like a little shocked at what happened. Going. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, he. I mean, he burned those two challenges, and that came back to bite him. And they actually mentioned that I think as soon as he threw the flag for that second challenge, which I think was just for, I think it was just for a, a few yards, or I can I don't remember what the second challenge was, but. um after he won that, they were like, okay, well, you got that, but now you're out for the rest of the game. Yeah. Got nothing. But, uh, yeah. And then, and then good old freaking, uh, Joe Buck and, and Troy, 
I don't know how much you paid attention to their. It was one of their worst nights. I thought they they. It was almost like they're usually they have great chemistry. That's a great you know they're they they had a lot of awkward they had a lot of, a lot so, of you, so you noticed it like there a lot was of some awkward like well there's like just awkward moments like Aikman would have like he would go to say something about and it would be like about the challenges and they would it was like you couldn't tell if they forgot that they didn't Saints didn't have anymore. Well, there was one moment where, like, literally, uh, Joe Buck stepped on his toes, on Troy Aikman's toes, and said, well, they can't. There don't have any more challenges left. And Troy was like, well, I was about to say, <laughs> they didn't have any more challenges left. And I'm listening going, oh, man, <laughs> what happened in the pre-show meeting? <laughs> Are you guys okay? Because normally, that's your, that's your number one crew. And, and it was – I always listen for the broadcasts, uh, except for Monday night now. I'm not listening to that crap anymore. I just mute that shit. Um, it's just so bad. I'm sorry. It's just it's. Oh no, I. It's terrible. I d- see. The thing is, I don't like Monday Night Football. The whole the whole show. I just the whole show. What's, what is the halftime music video bullshit? That is so I don't like stupid. That. I don't like. I don't like ESPN. I don't like Monday Night Football. I don't. I mean, just I didn't like Gruden and the other guy. And I mean, as much as I love Witten, he's not like they're just not, not like good. he's the best. Witten should have gone to like college and maybe done some college. Uh, season of i think that i think well he could that or even just being on a regular broadcast crew that just does a normal game not something high profile like monday night true yeah true. monday night is so it's the one game the entire nation's watching listening it's a there's a lot of pressure um and it, yeah it has not been good oh well and the booger mobile has become a meme it's <laughs> yes it has <laughs> Uh, I would be pissed off though if I had bought tickets right there in like the 100 level of a stadium on Monday Night Football and the stupid thing and that thing is right in front of me and I mean they've changed it now it's like a big clear glass or big clear plexiglass kind of thing well, he, with a little screen but uh, when it originally started I mean it was it a had giant a big on TV it. and it was broadcasting the yeah. TV broadcast well I did that so you wouldn't miss the game but still it's really thoughtful I, I, I would have <laughs> been pissed it's really thoughtful plus you get to see the ESPN stuff you know it's cool <laughs> Uh, all right. See, look at we went longer than you thought we would. Yeah, that's a lot of cowboy talk. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I got to touch base on the Seahawks game because uh, before I get into, I guess we don't have to preview a game for you. It already happened, but I do got to preview mine. Uh, I'll touch base real quick on the Carolina game. Uh, my plan of absolutely trashing the Seahawks the entire game, um, trashing them and Russell Wilson. It worked out great for the second week in a row, and they won. So um, kudos to me for my reverse psychology plan. It's working. Michael Irvin did that too. It's uh, yeah. Uh, that's not all my plan. I, if you second week in a row, um, I'm absolutely embarrassed um, by my Twitter <laughs> during the game. It's uh, <laughs> God. It's if you if I if we've lost uh, listeners because of people in their view of like me and my fandom uh negative nancy fandom i, I totally get it <laughs> but it's uh it uh, uh yeah but i was only get this though seahawks won 30 to 27 i predicted they would win 30 to 28 how about that how about that how about that was, that? that was good that was a good call yeah uh, I, I was way off in my prediction <laughs> we're close uh 
it was a uh hey big win they absolutely had to have it um i take so much so much pleasure in watching cam newton lose because i hate him so much um uh last minute you know i russell again he had some issues but in the end i gotta get you gotta give him credit because he threw for like 330 something yards and and he, he just had a he had a freaking great game and in the end i mean he struggled missed doug wide open again um and then i started getting trashed for criticizing him which like i always do because god forbid you criticize russell freaking wilson because he's perfect but uh no three 339 yards two touchdowns he ended up with 22 for 31 any any let a come another, another comeback and I think the problem is is that that blinds everyone to the problems they think they see the good this happened so they ignore the other stuff and that's fine if you want to be a blind fan oh thank you sir you're welcome if you want to be a blind fan and and uh you know not see that type of stuff that's fine but I I tend to I tend to see to pay attention to more stuff and uh and if people hate me for that oh well but um god they needed the win and they got it so uh huge for them especially for their playoff hopes um Tyler Lockett another great game he has been worth every penny of that extension of uh, that extension um Chris Carson didn't have an amazing running game day only ran for like 55 yards but he got a touchdown out of it and um finally what i saw was and i hate giving schottenheimer credit but what we finally saw is he 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 was able to when the running game stopped working later in the game they actually made the switch to russell's arm and trusted it and went with it which is all i wanted to see what we've seen in the past games is they don't really have a a plan it felt like they weren't able to make the adjustments Mm -hmm. and they finally you saw them actually say okay you know what carolina's defense is they're they're doing all the right things they're stopping us on the run let's change that up and they did and it worked carson had a pretty kick-ass run in that game well carson had the most amazing thing i think i've ever seen (laughs) with a complete backflip i was out of the room and all i heard was the wife just starts just screaming you've got to see this get back in here get back in here get back in here and i can't remember what i was doing but i run back in the room and and of course they're just they show it immediately and i was just like what huh? uh-huh. <laughs> and then you saw it on the common ground instagram story later on that evening you sure did it was everywhere i, I never i mean normally you see that happen first of all i feel like we're seeing a lot more running backs hurtling or trying to hurdle this year and sometimes it works um sometimes it doesn't sometimes it doesn't and that one was amazing like he literally launched himself off the back of the defender and did a perfect landing and then continued to run <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it antonio brown a few years ago who he, he looked like he was gonna hurdle and he didn't and he just kind of put his cleat right in the guy's face <laughs> it's like that oh i'm gonna nope nope never mind i'm not gonna do it oh okay. oh. too late too late um you saw some ballsy. I mean, again, back to Russell. I mean, you saw some ballsy plays. That fourth and I was thinking it was fourth and three. Um, the touchdown to Moore. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, they just 
right there you saw what we used to see, which was more accurate passing from Russell. He put the ball exactly where it needed to be, and it was just a gutsy call. And I mean, it could have been the game, and ended up being the game in in a sense. But uh, I I went I had mixed <laughs> crazy emotions in that game from being like pissed off and irritated and trashing Russell again, getting destroyed for doing it. And literally, I think I tweeted at one point that the game was over. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> I literally tweeted. And that's when I is, that's when I tuned in. This is a bummer because this is that they needed this win. I can't believe they lost. And uh, I got to pull it up because I'm pretty sure I it was. Let me get through all these Mariner depressing tweets. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Mariners trade who? Do we have anybody to remember anymore? Oh, there was my play call one for you. Is Bevel in Dallas calling plays? What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I've done more. T- I did more tweeting during that Cowboys game than I. You would. You would literally have thought that I was a. Uh, I was a Cowboys fan. That's okay because of the way I was tweeting. That it was actually, like I said, it was really embarrassing. And There's I, room for you. I'm ashamed of myself. Oh fuck no, dude. <laughs> I'd go be a. I'd go be a freaking fan of the Browns before I did that. Um, coming down here, Seahawks, this Monday suck. Okay. There you go. So I, I said playoff chances die with this loss. Can't lose to a team ahead of you. Needed this today and defense is pissed it away. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then two tweets later, I retweeted my tweet from the last game where I said, I can't believe they won that game, and I just said, hey, for the second week in a row, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so if you want an entertaining Sunday, follow me at Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan because um, that, was, that was real special. Real special. Real special. Defense didn't have a great game. Um, you're starting to see... Uh, Christian McCaffrey had a pretty good game. But McCaffrey had him... Well, and that's the thing. Like, was it... Def- just like against the Rams, is it just that you're just up against uh, someone, a team or a player that it doesn't matter how good you are, they're going to eat you alive? McCaffrey just had a freaking amazing game. and but, the, but you're a little worried that that they're getting torn up with the run game so much. Um. Because say they have say they make it to the playoffs and they got to play Dallas, they got to play against Zeke. Ugh, <laughs> that kind of scares me. So, um, and then they had like, I think there was the, five fumbles in that game, and they didn't recover one of them. That was crazy. That's unbelievable. That was crazy. The one thing, um, so going back to the the Dallas Seattle game earlier this year, the so Seattle I absolutely won that game by basically just kicking the offensive line's ass. I mean, it wasn't even close. Seattle was always in the backfield and was com- com- blowing Dallas off the line. Um, that's if this was to come down to it. That's going to be the biggest difference is the offensive Absolutely. line play. Well, and you're just like I said, it's it's a it's a little worrisome, but um, Michael Kendricks, we get him back next game, not the one this weekend, but the one after. Um, I think he'll make a huge difference with KJ being out. Um, I'm kind of excited for that. You'll start. To, there, there's they're gonna, they're gonna make some adjustments for sure. 
But you know what? They won. They kept their playoff hopes alive. It would have been better purely for their own playoff hopes for New Orleans to actually have won. Yep. But in the end, um, they just have to do what Dallas has to do, which is just pay attention to their own crap and win your own damn games. (laughs) Yes. Fart book. Stupid episode. It's my least favorite. Yep. So dumb. Um, Yeah. So, that happened. Hooray. I don't think there was anything else in that game I wanted to talk about. But uh, Real quickly with uh, any NFL stories, the Blake Bortles got benched, and then in practice, <laughs> his backup, uh, that was, who's his, I can't remember who his backup was. Oh, oh the, uh, Chase, Chase, no, not Chase, no, Chase Daniels is backup for Chicago. Um Anyway, whoever it was, he'll look it up. He got hurt in practice, so now Blake freaking Bortles is back, baby. <laughs> but but with a new OC. Yes, that's true. But uh, so I, I think the the uh, the Jaguar story is amazing because they 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 literally hoped this entire season was based on the hope that their defense was going to be just as good as last year. Cody Kessler. There you go. And it wasn't. Their defense has been bad, and so it's been very bad. And so Blake freaking Bortles got even more exposed, and and it's just been it's not been good. <laughs> so, uh, so that happened. Aaron Rodgers, you see his thing about football mortality. Yeah. Aaron McCarthy's getting fired, right? I I believe so, and that uh, ooh, it it. Actually, for two two very you know usually dependable, very gaudy quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, they had awful, awful outings. Yeah, I. Uh, it's kind of weird to hear him talk about you know the football mortality thing because he just signed a big extension. But I mean, see, he came in the league in what oh five. Yeah, he's older than you think. So he's he's been in the league a while. Yeah. Uh, and then I heard on another bunch of a couple of different sports talk radio shows that laughed because in their mind he's literally turning into Favre. (laughs) And and I don't, I'm not quite sure that's correct, but uh, it's uh, we're definitely seeing the new era of quarterbacks, the next batch. Yep. Yep. Um, which is weird because it literally feels like just yesterday that. Aaron Rodgers was the man like but you think about his age Brady's 40 right 41 41 now yeah Yeah. so these guys that were like the at the top they're all now getting towards the end uh you can put Roethlisberger in there well it didn't it didn't even seem that long ago when it was like um you know Ryan Tannehill Nanny Dalton oh yeah, yeah and Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin the third and I mean you know, and then Russell. Well, and Wilson just turned 30 yesterday. 30 years old. Same age as you. Look at that. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to put it out there to the NFL. Uh, could you please not do three games on Thanksgiving? Please. <laughs> I actually think that two would be the best. Even if you just want to put Dallas as the only game, that's fine. But two is fine. But is it is it too much to have two in the afternoon, and then the night game, or would it be better to have 
um, I think the a night- 10 a.m. and then two afternoon games. I think the I like the the 10 a.m. And, and the one like just do like you would do on a Sunday do a 10 and a one. The evening game for some reason it feels like that's always the least that's like the crappiest game of the of the set. And it was a good game like five years ago when it was Jim and John Harbaugh. Well, yes, but that was like five years ago. <laughs> uh, and it hasn't been lately. And I think it's just, and what happens is, happens is, is, happens is, 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 Sunday ends up being, there's not enough football, if that makes any sense. There, yeah, there's, I could see that. There weren't enough choices. So Sunday felt weird because, especially in the afternoon, well, what would be the afternoon slot for us here on the West Coast, it felt weird because there wasn't anything. The Browns won. Uh, hey, the Browns did win. Go Cleveland. Mayfield. That whole thing with Hugh. <laughs> Man, Baker likes to speak his mind, and he's gonna, and he tells us that he's gonna. So, anyway. Uh, and then the big story today that happened within, I mean, holy crap. About three uh, hours ago? Yeah. So, um, shocking. You want to talk about a, a team getting changed real quick uh kansas city uh kareem hunt's gone he's released so i guess so what i haven't been able to read everything but the video got released today of him attacking basically attacking but him abusing a woman um and there's the video surveillance like surveillance video of the incident from a hotel and it's it's ugly it's not good and this happened in like February. It's right? not not as bad as the Ray Rice video, but no, still. No. Um it I mean it's still it's not good. It's still <laughs> not good. Um uh, yeah. I yeah, I guess this incident happened back in February and then the league knew about it and Kansas City knew about it and they they obviously interviewed and talked to him about it. Um the NFL didn't do anything and then TMZ of you know, usually it's where these things come out of TMZ released that video. Um, it's crazy that TMZ is more reliable and within this day and age than Fox News. And then, <laughs> and then within about a, uh, two hours, he was released, and which obviously everyone immediately saw into that, as especially after Kansas City put out their statement. Um, it's like you know damn well. Then he lied directly to management and all that business, so that was immediate. You know, well, later. I, what I thought was weird though was Kansas City. There's in their statement, yeah, they basically said. What he told us wasn't true. Yep. He is re- released immediately. But not once did they necessarily say what he did was wrong. They just said he lied to us. He's no longer on the team. Right. That's a little concerning because even if the story, if it, they, they were made aware of it back in February. I'm sure they did their own, you know, yeah. in little investigation. From what we saw in the video, it it wasn't just a little incident. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And for the NFL and the Chiefs not to do anything then, I mean, for you as a Cowboys fan, look at Zeke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's that's still. And so he got put on the commissioner's exemption list or whatever the hell that stupid yeah. list is. Couldn't play. And then it was maybe an hour after that that they, they cut him. Um. So now the question is, of course, will he play for the it, racial slurs? Well, yeah, that joke popped up immediately as soon as he's released. That, okay, so <laughs> that, and, and that is the one thing. 
okay, we get it. Anybody who's accused of being a domestic abuser or anybody who's been arrested, yes, we know Jerry's going to sign them. Jesus Christ. Get a, get a new stick, okay? <laughs> Tired of seeing that one. Anytime, anytime a player is released who's had any kind of history, oh, Jerry Jones is drooling. Oh, he's going to be a cowboy by Sunday. <laughs> well, after the uh, racial slurs, was it uh, who they grabbed this week? Ruben Foster. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah, so I could see where people were all about that when I, I did laugh. So, <laughs> um, but it's not good, and it's not. It's another bad. It's a bad look for the NFL in general. So, and it's crazy because he was having like it's a bad look for Roger Goodell. Well, since he wants to be, you know, well, and that's the ruler, a, the king, and and have power over everything, and so. And that's the thing too, like, so the NFL knows about this and they don't, they didn't do anything. And how are we as the public? Like, I don't remember anything coming out about this in February at all. It was a long time ago. I know. And, and I could be wrong. Maybe something did, but still like for the NFL to know it's, it's like the Ray Rice thing all over again in that, okay, well we know about it and yeah, he shouldn't do that, but you know, He's just not going to do, you know, whatever. And then as soon as video evidence comes out that shows it, then they're forced to do, be a little more drastic right, about it. And, right. and that's just not right. It's not right. And it's just another example of, of a young kid. I mean, he's still a kid. It's your, if you I mean, if something like if, if there's news or indication or, or just whatever, look into it and, you know, End it there. Don't don't let it drag off for this long. I mean, I well, and, and there's and, definitely problems with the NFL's punishment, you know, system. And, so and, much. And just just strictly speaking, punishment. Not 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 talking specifically about you know domestic violence or or you know weed or whatever it is. Just strictly the the their their policy when it comes to how they handle these uh, punishments. Um. Well, Ray Rice never played again. Do you think that Hunt... I mean, he's going to get suspended for six games. Roger Goodell almost has to suspend him for six games. Um, or all hell will break loose. So um, ne- next season, do you think he, he plays... Do you think he plays for another team? Yes. I do think that uh, Hunt I agree. will play. I agree. Um and too young and too damn and good. I, well, well, and I and I know there's two sides of it, but I'm I, strictly just coming from a hundred percent football perspective. He's going to get picked up, and he's going to play for another team. There's, I mean, obviously everybody knows what what went on with Tyreek Hill, which is kind of weird because he's on Kansas City's squad as well. Uh, <laughs> but you have the thing that happened with Tyreek Hill when he was younger. Um, obviously, Ruben Foster and the things that he was going through. Obviously, you had the Greg Hardy stuff, the Ezekiel Elliott deals, but that's obviously, if you've listened to us, uh, our first couple episodes, actually, um, you know my feelings on that whole thing. Talk about forever ago. Um, Ancient history. Almost a year. Um, And then uh, the one of the more recent ones was with Joe Mixon, where there, there was video and there was all this, but he was in college. He wasn't. He wasn't officially signed to the, uh, or he hadn't signed on with the NFL yet. 
Right. And he's so, yeah, I mean, Kareem Hunt's going to be, he's going to play again and he'll be on a team. Um, morally, do I agree with that? No. Hell no. I mean, yeah, we'll just, we'll leave it, we'll well, leave yeah, it well, there. It, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not right. Don't do it. And so now what it does is, in the, in a, so we can get away from the, the, you know, it's not a political topic. What's the right word? It's controversial. Yes. No. There's uh, there's a whole lot of. Uh... It's not right to hurt women. <laughs> Let's just go with that. We both agree. Moving on. Kansas City now is in a, a crappy spot. They did the right thing. A hundred percent. You had to cut them. But now their offense. That's a big change. <laughs> and uh more pressure on their young quarterback and it's going to be interesting it's going to be is that it's going to going to be interesting to see how their season finishes out yep because they're one of the powerhouses in the afc and uh that whole landscape just changed in a matter of two seconds so uh week 13 real quick your game already happening yay for you Seahawks, San Francisco's coming to town. Uh, it's Sherman's first game in Seattle since joining the 40 Winers. And uh, that was Brian, not me, Dennis. Yeah, sorry. Hashtag Dennis from Ohio. Um, the story all week, of course, has been Sherman, which is weird. That is weird. Not what I expected. It was weird. It kind of cropped up as soon as everybody was done talking about um, the Carolina game. All of a sudden, it was Sherman, 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 Sherman. And uh, he made some comments that were interesting. And the Wilson one was interesting. Right? Uh, you know, everyone always kind of thought there was a weird relationship there between the two of them. Sorry. This is my boy Leighton. He's is texting Leighton me. here? Where is he? Autograph, please. <laughs> but... Um, Sherman was asked basically, uh, you know, hey, you know what Russell's capable of. Does that change, you know, how you, I don't remember what the exact quote was, but basically Sherman came back and said, hey, well, yeah, I've seen that, but I've also seen him throw five picks in a game. And so I've seen both sides of it. Yep. Um, and, he ba- and then he came out and I think it was he that said that they don't really, him and Russell don't have a, relationship there's we were, no, we were teammates on a, yep. on a good team did some good things together but uh that's it yeah. uh it's I, I have a feeling that that's probably a lot of players on either on those teams or on the current well maybe not so much the current team but i have a feeling that there's a lot of players that have been on wilson's team that probably feel that way i think uh-huh. he's it's it's no secret that uh he's protected Yes. If that makes any sense. Carol, Pete Carroll, and John Schneider protect Russell because he's Russell Wilson. But, uh, well, not only that, but I th- I think it's just his. It's always, I'm going to get a lot of hate from Seahawks fans, but I, dude, I think, probably agree I think he's funny. so fake, cheesy. Yeah. I think he's so corny and cheesy. And it's weird to say. I mean, obviously, you don't want to say that. Going and visiting kids at, at, at you know Virginia Mason and all that business is 
and Seattle Children's is is awful. And that part's great. It's, it's not. I'm not saying that. It's just, just the way he is. Just I don't know. I don't know how to put it into you know. I don't know how to put it into words, man. But the thing is, I is just that don't. Most Seahawks fans, including myself, 100% understand what you're saying right now. Without you being able to put it in exact terms, we can agree with you, and 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 you're right. And I think that he, especially the defensive players, obviously they, if you're if you were on that defense from 2013 and 2014 that went back to back Super Bowls, you believe you got there because of the defense, right? And so, but you know what? Who got a lot of credit? Yep, Russell Wilson. And it's no secret, like I said, the 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 protection, the sheltered thing. After after, I mean, Sherman's just a bitter ex girlfriend, really, but he. He he's done nothing but talk since the breakup. But one of the things he did say, and and a couple other ex Seahawks have said that, you know, Russell was, you know, not necessarily that he could do no wrong, but he was protected. I, I think I and not that this really matters or anything, but whatever. I think he reminds me of one of those kinds of he. Let me start over. Please do. I think that he's one of those types of people or types of guys that would get hit in the mouth and would probably cry and walk away instead of getting, <laughs> instead of getting pissed off and, instead of like and, fighting back and, and, st- and standing up be like, he just, he seems like, and I don't know. He just seems like the little, <laughs> still has no words. It's like, I don't want, I don't to, want say, to say he's a little bitch, but he's kind of a little bitch. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> he's kind of, I, you know, it's, and, but not not on the not on the level that like Cammy Cam is. Oh well, whereas that's like different. if you if you knock him out or knock him down, obviously he's you know he whines and throws a fit, and he's that he's that kid on the sports team that you always hated playing with because he was so good. But if things weren't going his way, he'd throw a fit, and his mom would come and <laughs> talk to the coach. Those kinds of things. I don't know. Wilson just seems. I don't. I just can't. Just can't. Whatever. Cut this whole bit out. No, we're gonna keep it because it's brilliant. Uh, it and it's and it, you know, you have to take what Sherman's saying with kind of a grain of salt because, like I said, he's the bitter ex. Notice how the Seahawks like moved on. They they said right. you know, and yet he's the one that has has been continuing to talk. And the reason why it's a big story this week is because he keeps talking. He won't just shut up. Um, and the, when has he ever though? No, he never has. And that's the thing is that we're now as Seahawks fans, we're seeing it from the other side. We were always the ones defending him like, Oh yeah, well he's on our team. He's great. And now it's like, well, he just needs to shut up. <laughs> like, why does he keep talking? Um, and, and you know, it, it's kind of bittersweet. Uh, I'm, he's coming to town on a team that isn't doing well. And the Seahawks are surprising everyone and still have a shot at the playoffs where the 49ers are just trying to salvage their season in general they're not going anywhere so um i i know they're playing for a draft pick but yeah uh, draft pick but come on you don't think san francisco wants to beat seattle well you don't think that richard wants to get out there and he wants to yeah. he wants a he wants an interception on what, Russell. what's so the over under on a on a sherman pick well it's weird i think that he's probably gonna actually have one and, and i think because russell most of the times the best corner doesn't get thrown at, right? I think Russell wants to. I think 
Russell's going to throw. Russell it right wants at him. to throw right at him because I think he wants. He may be the you know the kind of quiet like like you said fake cheesy like we're just going to play football, man. God's going to lead me there. <laughs> it just, it's going to be great. Like go he, Hawks, go Hawks. <laughs> but but deep down, I guarantee you, part of him he's he's obviously knows what's being said, and he wants to prove him wrong. Ciara, I love you. Yeah, he wants to. I'm pr- taking care of your son, future. <laughs> He wants to prove him wrong, and and I guarantee you, he goes at Richard, and I, you're going to see a little extra effort on Richard's side in in trying to get the pick. I think I think I think one. I don't think there's going to be any more than that. If he throws one, it's going to be. I mean, I don't know, but it's it's the whole thing started this week with well, what do you do when, when, as a fan? Do you cheer him when he gets introduced, or do you boo him? And what if he was uh, a member of, say, the Bears and they were coming to town? <clears throat> so you're saying that the fact that he went to a division rival yeah. makes a difference. I think there's something to that. I think if he came in as yeah a Bear or any other team outside of the uh, NFC West, especially the 49ers who have been the rival. I mean, the Rams are kind of now taking that spot because they're good. But for the in Pete Carroll's tenure with Seattle, it's been the 49ers. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's something to that. But still, with your with his first game back in Seattle since leaving, do you cheer or do you boo? I think, I mean, I, I went on Twitter and I basically said, listen, it's really easy. When he gets introduced, go ahead and cheer for him. He, 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 he was a member of some great teams in Seattle and was part of the Super Bowl championship, like, he he he's cheer for him for that, but then as soon as that's over and the game starts, yep. he's the enemy now. Yep, and and so you hope that the Seattle offense destroys him. If it was a certain, uh, there was a certain somebody who uh, tore their Achilles. If they would have been playing on, uh, or if they would have played Thursday, you know, last night, I think he would have gotten a pretty big cheer. And then after that, it would have been. Yeah, Game and then on. you yeah, and then you boo the crap out of them. Well, not to boo them, but I mean, you don't cheer for them anymore. Right. They are they are a member of the opposing team, so you can recognize what he did in a quick. Hey, Richard, good to see you again. Thanks. I hope Russell kills you. And that's and so that matchup is going to be fun. But that has taken over the storylines for this week for this game. It's not even about really anything else. The fact that KJ's out is being ignored. That sucks. Um, although he actually did not have a very good game. Um, last couple games, but um, everything else is being ignored because it's just all about Richard Sherman. And I'm like, um, last time I checked, he's gone. Why are we still talking about him? So, um, but it's a big game. Seahawks need to win. Obviously, they control their own destiny to a point where if if they want to get in, they just have to keep winning. They have to win the two against San Francisco and win the last one they have against Arizona, and and then. You, the kind of take care of at least one of the other non-division games to really give themselves a shot. Furda. Furda. Um, all right, so moving on real quick. Uh, for those of you who are in our fantasy football league, I totally missed it that this is our first week in the playoffs because I had set it for a week early because I wanted a more exciting playoffs. Um, because if you if you, you would have set it for a week later, I probably would have made it. Sorry, buddy. But what happens is... Uh, the playoffs go all the way to week 17 and week 17 uh, with the way they sit players. Uh, it becomes no fun. So I went, I did what 
what the interwebs recommend you do. And I started the playoffs a week early and then forgot I did so. So <laughs> our, our playoffs are underway and neither one of us are. In fact, we're playing each other in the consolation round this week. <laughs> so um, after I just beat you. No, no, no. You beat me. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Lamar Miller. Is that what did I it? I was in the kitchen making dinner and I heard him. I, he busted off that 98 yard run or 95, whatever it was. I was like, they were like, he's still going. I was like, oh, oh well, that's game for me. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so um, shout out to Evan Giles, uh, Stephanie England, um, Dennis from Ohio, and then your lovely wife is actually in the winner's bracket as the two seed. So those are the four teams that are actually in our winner's bracket. The rest of us are all uh, stuck in the consolation ladder. Why do we have to be a ladder? We don't get a bracket? Yeah. That's a bunch of crap. Here's your ladder. See, here's the thing. So you and I are playing each other this week. We're both seven and five, and we both didn't get in. I know. What a bunch of crap. So uh, for those of you that are are, uh, in the winner's bracket, congratulations. Keep going. Keep kicking ass. Did we say we were giving them a prize? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, Before before we move on, actually, before I lose the question, so my my dad asked, are we, even though we can't stand him, are we going to give Rivers his credit? Oh, I saw that. Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) I like your dad. Uh, but no, uh, I don't. He could win the Super Bowl, and I still would say he's stupid. <laughs> I hate him. He dumb. He dumb, man. So I'll I'll he, take the point of I'll take the point of view of that's pretty damn impressive. Is he talking and, about and the twenty five for twenty five? Yes. Okay. Yes. In an NFL game. Congratulations. Going well. No, he didn't go one hundred percent. Nobody's think he started it. I think he started twenty five. Oh, for 25. he started twenty five for twenty five. Yeah. And then he finished like 27 for 25 or 26 for 25. Or no, no, no. It was something more pull than it that. Pull It doesn't matter. I'm not going to pull it up. Uh, <laughs> yes, I would. That is a, those are one of those cool performances to be able to see. Um, Dak started uh, 17 and 17. So, I mean, there, there's that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean. That. That'll probably be the most decorated thing that, or maybe not decorated, but that'll probably be the most uh, successful thing that Rivers does. Ever. Yeah. So, good job. Good job, Philip Rivers. Go home and feed, I, feed your 13 I, kids. I don't care. I think that you're still dumb, and you're a big whiny baby. But, yeah. Game picks? Ugh. So, we... uh uh my nose starts to bleed. I'm going to kill somebody. We should wrap. Uh, so game picks we threw on Twitter last night because we literally didn't think uh, we were going to record anything. So we threw them on the Twitter box. So you want to run through those real quick? Surely. All right. We have, obviously, it took Dallas. That's a great pick. One and zero there. <laughs> uh, the remainder, I have um, Baltimore, Denver, Lar, Green Bay, Miami, Chicago, Tampa Bay, Indy, Cleveland, Tennessee, KC, New England, C, and Pitt. What was C your what Pitt. was C Pitt? What was, what was your uh, score prediction for your game? Uh, thirty-one twenty-four. You were a little off, a little off, a little more like off. thirteen ten. <laughs> and then for Monday night, uh, let's see. On Monday night, I had to do the most disgusting thing in the world and, and take Philly. Total points of that game, though, seventeen. Yeah, you went all out. You did total points and everything. Uh, and only 17 points, really? Yikes. 
Um, I'm doing, uh, I was absolutely 100% incorrect on my first pick. I went Saints. So you already gained. So now I lead 112 to 102. So um, hashtag steak dinner. Um, so Saints, Falcons. Um, <laughs> why did I do that? I went with all their actual names. And then for the Broncos, I put Denver. So <laughs> Saints, Falcons, Broncos, Rams, Packers, Dolphins, Da Bears, uh, Panthers, Colts, Texans, Titans, Chiefs, Patriots, Steelers, Eagles, and I am predicting the Seahawks will win 30-13 to 13, um, on Sunday versus the 49ers. All of our picks the same. Well, no, I picked the Saints. Well, besides that one. I have no idea. I wasn't listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll tally next week. You were saying them by the city they're in, and I went by their mascot, so I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't even know. Um weird um call to action i mean same as every week give us reviews share with your friends uh thanks for listening all that good stuff um i was gonna go over some star wars appreciated you are appreciated we love every single last one of you swear to god uh i was gonna do some star wars news but i did not realize this episode was gonna go forever um i wanted to make sure that people understood that we're we still are star wars nerds even though i have not watched solo and we have never reviewed it and we said we were going to and we never did um but <laughs> we we if you want to we're still please let us know yeah we're still we're still star wars nerds it i will say this is weird that we're coming up in to into a, to be foul uh letter kenny come on uh we're coming up into december with no star wars film it's kind of weird that is kind of weird and and to think that we went so many years without any star wars films and now we're like well wait it's december where's where's a where's a star wars film so uh yeah other than that oops i think we're done anything else you want to add go hawks <laughs> oh hey, f off russell wilson hey russell go hawks go hawks and of course i'm gonna say that at the end here yes still, you are but Maybe i say come it, up with a new term i say it why you just say go cowboys i say it better than russell does and i don't i don't like before it, I don't spew off a bunch of, of BS. Um, never once has Russell Wilson ever said, yeah, we didn't play very well. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'll end with this. That was the one thing that I appreciated the very most immediately following the game. So NFL Network, obviously, they bring out whoever. They brought out Van Der Esch and Zeke Elliott. The first thing he said was, um, when I got in the locker room, I told everybody, uh, you know, I told the offense, I said that was garbage and we could do way better. So even though it was a giant, you know, big win, Huge this win. and that, that's, that's what was on his mind. And I appreciate that. Well, and Jerry said that that is, you will never see like the team changed. It was something like that. Like you won't see, we, we took something. It was a weird quote of like, like all philosophical and like, Jerryism. It was. It was. It was all. I'm sure you, of course, read it. But it was just this whole like, you know, we changed tonight. Like you will never see it, that team again. We're a new team, or just something ridiculous. Freaking Jerry. Verda, Verda. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, we'll do. Uh, we'll get back on normal schedule next week, and of course, we'll hit up Tuesday release on Wednesday, unless we all get sick again and we can't. So. Um, thanks for tuning in and until next time go hawks go cowboys <laughs>